This is Dr. Pedro Ramirez, uh, Editor-in-Chief of the International Journal of Gynecological Cancer. Today I have the great pleasure of speaking with Dr. Esther Midalpeche, who is in the Department of Gynecology and Obstetrics, Hospital del Mar, Universitat Autónoma de Barcelona, in Barcelona, Spain. Esther, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for this invitation. It's a, it's a pleasure. So, Esther, it's a, it's a very important topic that we're going to be discussing today, and you have uh, been selected as uh, having the lead article in our October issue. And I think that this is a topic that is obviously quite relevant, the role uh, and, and impact of multimodal prehabilitation programs for gynecologic oncology, um, particularly certainly in the setting of enhanced recovery programs. There, there's not that many people who may be familiar with what is prehabilitation. Can you start by just sort of describing what's the definition of prehabilitation and how this fits into an enhanced recovery program? Uh, of course. Uh, basically, uh, the prehabilitation uh, is a strategy that uh, aims to increase patients' functional capacity be, uh, before an stressor as surgery. And usually the period between diagnosis and, and surgery offers the, the ideal opportunity to, to optimize patient status. So, so prehabilitation consists uh, on patients' preparation for surgery to, to accelerate their recovery. And uh, as we know, the, the aim of VIRA's program is basically to reduce surgical stress to accelerate post-operative recovery too. So if we add uh, IRAs to pre-app strategies, we could have a, a much better post-operative outcome. Great. And, and yeah, I mean, I think that obviously there's uh, there's tremendous amount of potential value, uh, particularly in our patients in gynecologic um, oncology, to get them ready or, or more fit um, before, before surgery. So I know that there's a number of interventions uh, that encompass the, the, the principle of uh, prehabilitations. And... Um, and I was wondering if you can talk to us specifically about the element of like physical intervention, and particularly what are the tools to examine um, this intervention, and particularly interested in hearing about the, the six-minute walk test. is something that we continue uh, to hear about. Uh, what does it mean, and, and how should this be applied to, to our patients? Uh, well, uh, we, know, we know that patients uh, with a good preoperative physical activity have a better postoperative outcome. So first, rehabilitation programs uh, were focused on physical intervention and physical training. Usually, you know, it includes uh, aerobic strength, uh, flexibility, respiratory exercise, uh, exercise uh, and, and so on. Um, this physical activity is, uh, is ideally evaluated by cardiopulmonary exercise testing, the, the, CP, the CPET. However, uh, this requires uh, significant resources. Uh, so, alternatively, uh, it's evaluated by uh, the six-minute walk test, which, which is really easier to apply. The, the six-minute walk test registers uh, the maximum distance a patient is able to walk during six minutes uh, at moderate intensity. This test is, uh, is associated uh, with postoperative morbidity and complications, 
for example, um, patients who walk uh, less than 350 meters have higher morbidity. To apply it is very easy. Uh, we only need a, a, a 30 meter corridor uh, that allow us to, to calculate the distance that they are walking during six minutes, and, and this is all we need, so it's very easy. Uh, in our protocol, uh, this test is, is performed in three points. At baseline, uh, then before surgery, uh, and eight weeks after surgery, basically to compare the revolution during the pre-op program. And Esther, when, when you implement these physical interventions, and, and um, if you could just tell us a little bit about uh, what is actually being implemented. Are, are the patients being asked to go to the gym, or are the patients being given a specific uh, regimen of exercise that, that is guided by uh, someone who, who provides that, that particular regimen? Well, actually, um, it's not really determined yet, uh, and there is no consent. Uh, Hospital-based exercise allows uh, direct supervision, and and maybe more motivational, and maybe is more motivational for for patients. Uh, however, it can be uncomfortable for some patients that I uh, that I have to cover a long distance to go to the hospital. Mm. For that reason, uh, in the other hand, uh, home-based exercise uh, may be more comfortable, but it's not supervised. Uh, actually, both types of training uh, have been reported to, to be beneficial. So perhaps uh, the best way is to add a supervised session to a home-based exercise. I see. So it, it really has been shown that it basically works and, and has the same um, efficacy, either whether you do it at an institution or at home? Yes, uh, there are not clear uh, is, if it's better one than the other, but I think the best way is, is to combine the, the, two, the two ways. So instead now, I, I know that certainly, obviously, physical intervention is, is one um, one of the other components that, that I was reading that is critical is nutritional intervention. Um, now, is this something that only applies to patients who are malnourished or also for other types of uh, patients? And I'm also interested in if there are any nutritional screening tools to really detect who is malnourished. Mm, certainly. Uh, patients who are malnourished uh, have more risk of, uh, of morbidity and mortality. And also, oncological patients are usually uh, malnourished. So, uh, of course, nutritional intervention is particularly relevant in, in those patients. But anyway, a prospective randomized study in non-malnourished patients showed that Patients who receive nutritional supplementation for 40 days before surgery significantly reduce postoperative complications. So nutritional supplementation could be beneficial for all oncologic surgical patients. About the nutritional screening tools, uh, there are many, such as the Malnutrition Universal Screening Tool, known as MAS, or Nutritional Risk Index, uh, the NRI, or Nutrition Risk Screening, the NRS, 
uh, or others, um, but among them, mask is described as a, a simple and quick test and is easy to use to detect malnutrition because it is only a test and, and, and it's quick to, to, to do it uh, in a consultation. I see. And then I think uh, the the third component is um, um, psychological interventions. And uh, I was wondering if you can tell us a little bit about that. And, and I would imagine, obviously, anxiety or, or depression in certain patients may play a role in the in the recovery for, for those patients. Can you can you explain a little bit about what happens with the psychological interventions? Uh, sure. Uh, as we know, uh, the preoperative uh, period uh, overall in cancer patients is an uncertain time uh, for patients who, who usually present anxiety. Uh, you know, uh, patients who present distress have been shown to have worse surgical recovery, more postoperative pain, and, and prolonged uh, hospitalization. Uh, it's for that reason uh, that some rehabilitation programs include uh, psychological support, and that support has been shown to produce a positive effect uh, on pain severity and also improve psychological outcomes and, and quality of life of, of some patients. So uh, I think that uh, it's important, uh, moreover, to, to consider the psychological support uh, because it could also help uh, to reinforce patients' motivation uh, to follow physical and, and nutritional interventions. So I think that uh, psychological support is, is very is very important for for the multimodal approach. And instead, in terms of in terms of uh, practicality in your hospital, this psychological intervention is that done by a psychologist who is based out of the gynecology clinic, or are you requesting consultations with a psychologist or a psychiatrist? Yes, uh, we uh, usually uh, pass a, uh, give the patients a, a test and, and they respond uh, quicker the, the test. And it depends on their results. Uh, they only receive a, a call, a call for a, psychological, for a psychologist, or in the worst case, in the patients who present more anxiety and depression uh, through the heart through the heart scale, scale uh, they are uh, remitted to to a psychology uh, to a psychologist or psychiatric, depending on the of the score. I see. Now, there's a, a concept that I, I was reading in your in your article about multimodal prehabilitation approach. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, uh, until, until recently, the, the first rehabilitation programs were mainly uh, directed to physical intervention. However, uh, we know that surgery is not only impacting physical uh, intervention, uh, also in psychological and nutritional status of the patient. So the multimodal approach uh, not only includes physical activity, also includes uh, medical optimization, and nutritional supplementation and, and psychological support altogether is the means of what uh, multimodal rehabilitation. Yes, it, it has to be a, a composite, I would imagine, for for the effect to be um, ideal. Um, now, w one of the things that, that obviously, in, in principle, this uh, concept sounds uh, great. Um, do we have any evidence? Yeah, really. <laughs> yes, uh, but you know, do, do we have any evidence in the literature of its potential effect, either in other specialties 
or even in, in gynecologic oncology that this actually does really work? Yeah, as you know, it sounds great, but uh, currently uh, there are actually very limited data to, to support this approach. Uh, and there is tremendous variation among, among rehabilitation programs uh, on literature. Uh, despite this, an emerging data show uh, a positive impact in, in abdominal surgery and especially in, in, colorectal, in colorectal surgery. Mm. I mean that uh, there is some evidence that rehabilitation programs improve preoperative functional capacity, decrease the rate of postoperative complications, and, and, and reduce the length of hospital stay. Uh, however, there are not high-quality studies about the effect of, of each prehabilitation intervention, uh, uh, neither about the timing uh, or the ideal study population. So it's still early, early uh, to talk about the integration of a prehabilitation program in all surgeries, especially in gynecologic oncology patients. But I know, again, the data is very limited, but it sounds great. So, Sted, in the setting of the gynecologic oncology patients, um, the patients you're seeing in your prehabilitation program, who are the ideal candidates for these types of programs? Okay, this, uh, that's a, a really great question because uh, it's difficult to know uh, the, 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 the ideal candidate for, for a prehabilitation program. Um, because uh, I think that all patients uh, submitted to a major or high-risk surgery could be evaluated to optimize their status uh, uh, through a prehabilitation program. But if we have to select ideal candidates, uh, I think I think uh, is very important to to choose the elderly, the frailty, or those uh, at risk of malnutrition. As you know, because these patients tend to have more postoperative complications and longer convalescence. Uh, in the gynecologic field, and in our experience, uh, we know that gynecologic includes an heterogeneous group of patients uh, and disease. Uh, in our protocol, we include all the patients, all gynecologic uh, uh, patients, because we think that uh, uh, we have some days or uh, between the gynecologic uh, time, between the gynecologic visit and, and the day of the surgery, even though for, for a few days. But uh, the ideal candidate may be the, the ovarian cancer patients treated by neodurant therapy because uh, they have uh, more time to prepare these patients. But uh, I think... Uh, the uh, ideal candidate uh, will be all, all the patients. If we can, uh, it's better to, to include all the patients. And, and instead, as a follow-up to, to, your, to your answer to this question, uh, you know, one of the questions that often comes up or I hear it in conferences, you know, what's the least amount of time will you will see a benefit? In other words, if, if a surgeon sees a patient, they say, well, I'm going to operate on this patient in two weeks. I'm pretty sure that She's not really going to benefit from this in, in just 14 days. Um, what, what's that time frame? And, and you mentioned ideally the, the neoadjuvant chemotherapy patients, but uh, for others who may be wondering, well, I really would like to implement this in, in my patient, but time to surgery may be short. What, what, would, you, what would you say? Yeah, um, I think uh, to include uh, all patients, it's important because uh, it's not uh, it's not clear the, the duration of the, the, the prehabilitation 
uh, is very variable uh, and range between two to six weeks on the literature. But in our practice, uh, uh, we prefer to include all the patients because in the first visit, you, you can give them the, some recommendations and they feel that they are doing something uh, waiting the, the, the surgery day. So I think it's not clear the, 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 the duration of the prehabilitation program. The ideal and the described literature is between two to six weeks, but uh, for, in my opinion, we think that uh, uh, in, uh, even in few days is, 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 is better than, than nothing, no? So uh, it's important to, to try to, to give some recommendations in the first visit and, and start as soon as possible the, the prehabilitation program. And I said now, for those who may be thinking, I want to start a program in my hospital or in my department, um, could you talk a little bit about just who are the members of, of a prehabilitation team and sort of like their responsibilities? And of course, obviously, a question that comes up is, is this going to cost me a lot of money to implement a program like this? Uh, oh, no, not is, uh, really cost a lot of uh money a lot of more uh, because in sometimes you can give only with some recommendations in, in and in the worst uh, patients uh, you you can uh, there are very few the the patients who who need uh, specialist uh, 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 visits so um, to implement it uh, the 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 members of the team uh, will be a, a multidisciplinary team, well coordinated and, and focused on the patient. Um, usually, that team could, could include surgeons and anesthesiologists, uh, physiotherapists, dietitian, uh, psychologists, uh, and also geriatrician. Uh, but I think um, is only the, in the first visit, the surgeon or the anesthesiologist uh, is the is the professional that uh, involves the patient in the program and perform the, the screening test and depends on the of, of their results uh, they give only the the recommendations on or they can uh, uh, send to to a, a specialist and instead once these programs are in place one of the questions that i would have with regards to measuring your your outcomes and your success how do you what do you think is the best I guess primary outcome that you can that you, you can measure. Oof, <laughs> uh, I don't know the the best outcome because um, uh, there are really a uh, few studies that that demonstrate the, the outcomes uh, of the prehabilitation program. But uh, I think that one of the most important is reduce morbidity, mortality, and complications. But uh, uh, this is what uh, we try to do, and, uh, and the, uh, to consider to the, the quality of life. And I don't know. This is all the, the outcomes we have to consider uh, when we evaluate it, uh, a prehabilitation program. So one last question before we close this, Ted, is that um, obviously you, you have uh, done a tremendous amount of work in your institution, and, uh, and congratulations. You should be extremely proud of that. Um, there's an algorithm that you um, demonstrate in your in your uh, lead article. Tell us 
about the prehabilitation program in your institution and, and how is it currently progressing? Okay, uh, sure. <laughs> in Hospital del Mar uh, in Barcelona, we propose a prehabilitation program for our patients based on the published literature. Um, our protocol includes medical optimization, physical intervention, nutritional counseling, and, and psychological support. And, and obviously, uh, our perioperative care follows the, the EDES guidelines. So actually, in our practice, uh, all patients with an indication for elective gynecologic oncology surgery are selected for a prehabilitation program during a gynecologist or anesthesiologist consultation. Um, uh, as you know, uh, gynecologic cancer includes a, a very different kind of patients and, and disease. So what we do, uh, as I said, uh, is uh, use the screening test to adapt the program according to the patient's functional status and cancer type. Uh, to be honest, uh, we explain the program to our patients like a preparation for a marathon. Uh, so they need to, to achieve the best functional capacity possible to perform it. So uh, they need previous training in physical, nutritional, and psychological support and they need to follow our, our recommendations uh, to the best way possible. Uh, and from our experience, uh, the patients uh, usually are really motivated uh, and uh, they feel that they are doing something positive uh, and they are their best while they work for, for the surgery day. So it's really amazing to see the, the motivated uh, patients. Well, that's, uh, that's fantastic and, and really very encouraging. Um, I want to obviously thank you for your time and, and the wonderful work uh, that, that you're doing and contributing to our field. Are there any closing uh, remarks you would like to make? Oh, sure. Uh, thank you so much for, for including me, uh, despite of, of, of my accent, but I think it's important. I think it's an important topic. Uh, the prehabilitation is very an important topic. And I really want to, to encourage uh, all the listeners interested in, in prehabilitation to, to read our review paper. Uh, honestly, uh, I hope that uh, we did our bit uh, to achieve uh, that more and more hospitals implemented a, a prehabilitation program to try to improve patient's care. <laughs> Thank you so, so much, Esther. I think that, you, again, I mean, though this is very strong work, um, and uh, we love to keep hearing about the, the progress of the, uh, of the program, and congratulations again on being the, the author, uh, one of the authors of the lead article in our October issue. Thank you.